Ayo, we are back. Yes. Daylight come and me one go home. I'm sorry, just how you, you started this episode, it just reminded me of Harry Belafonte's Deo song. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad for that. <laughs> You're like, okay, let's quickly move on. Well, let's move on. Hey, everybody, it's Chris, your number one ghost host. And it's Greg, your Disney detective. Oh, man, oh. you bet. All right, everybody. Yeah, so we're going to continue our series um, this week. We're kind of kind of just doing like a top five rides at every single park. Yep. And last week we talked about Magic Kingdom. Oh, the which, one and only. Well, I mean, not literally the one and only because there's another one in Disneyland. But that's one, that one's not as cool. Mm, so careful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, then speaking the truth in my opinion. So we are going to promise we're not going to have quite as much tangents as we did on that one episode. But like, Ooh, the, it was great. But, but here's the thing: I argue if we can't be ourselves, then who, people like people got to get to know us, and we go on tangents. Exactly. Yeah. So, Greg. So, Chris. Which park are we going to today? Well, um, it's more of like. A community, an experimental community of tomorrow, an experimental prototype community of tomorrow, potentially. So, it's not a park. Well, you know, in in the whole Disney sense, it is. Uh, in Walt's vision, it was it was going to be a community. It, sh- it should have been a community in his eyes. Yeah, how'd that work out? Uh, he ended up dying, unfortunately, in 1966, and then they, uh. they, yeah, uh, sort of realized that it would be very hard to make it an actual livable community. Uh, so they're like, "Hey, we'll just, we'll do more of a, a showcase or like a world's fair of what it would be in this like perfect utopia." Excellent. Yeah. So, if you guys haven't haven't guessed it already, it is Epcot. Epcot. Epcot Center. Which I heard. Um, I might be wrong on the number. But I'm pretty sure they're dropping a billion dollars to renovate Epcot. Is that this a B? A, a B. A B for billion, billion? Not a million. So Dr. Evil would be uh, like, whoa, that's too much now. Oh, oh okay. Okay, fine. Just want <laughs> I want yeah. some sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their freaking heads. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Scott. <laughs> no, Scotty don't. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's such a good, such a good batch of movies there. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna start off uh, kind of doing what we did last time, mm-hmm. which is we're gonna go from five to our number one. Yes. And once again, number these are all rides that we absolutely love, but um, our number one is our ride. Like, if we go to this park during our trip, we cannot miss this ride. Exactly. Yep. It's it's a no go. This one has to do it. I mean, we have to do it. From here on out, none of these rides are going to be my favorite rides. <laughs> oh, great way to start it off! Like, okay, guys, like this, this doesn't matter. Haunted Mansion is my number one. Well, my Haunted Mansion is That's always going to be my number one ride. Like, yeah. if I had to go to Disney World, if somebody's like, "You can be in Florida for a week, and you're allowed to go to one ride," That's it would be Haunted Mansion. <laughs> for me, it would be. Uh, well, actually, we'll we'll get to that in the later that's right the anticipation you guys are gonna have to listen to one more episode of us yeah sorry about that folks all right (laughs) and yeah so we're gonna do a quick rundown of what the rides are in epcot so 
We're starting with, um, I don't, in, in no particular order here, Soren Around the World. Since they just updated it, they, they expanded its horizons. You have Test Track, Spaceship Earth, of course, Mission Space, the green and the orange rides. You have Seas with Finding Nemo. I believe that, that Figment Imagination ride is still going on. Uh, I've only been on that one once, so you can clearly tell that's not on my top five. Um, you also have the Three Caballeros ride in the Mexico Pavilion. You have the Fro It's Frozen Ever After, correct? That's the title. Uh, in, in Norway, that replaced Maelstrom, a high seas Norwegian adventure. Isn't it Maelstrom? I've heard it both ways. It's sort of like neither, neither. It's like leg or leg. It's like, uh, what were we talking about before? I know you're looking completely lost at me. Um, we were talking about the ride. Caribbean and Caribbean. Yes, there it is. Thank you, Chris, so much. Really do appreciate that help there. <laughs> Wasn't trying to help. <laughs> See, I just saw it in your eyes, though. You're like, it's the Caribbean, Caribbean. Nope, not even on my brain. It was magical. There was a, there was a connection there. Stop talking. Yep. Fine. Okay, you can talk about the rides. <laughs> and I, I think that might be it in terms of rides, because I know that we delineated rides versus attractions during the last episode. So um, I believe those are all. There are a couple. I mean, we're talking about Finding Nemo. We're talking about. Right. So there were a couple others. but um, So let's go ahead and continue with the um Ride. So, uh, Greg, why don't you start off once again with oh, your number five ride? You're so kind, but I must defer to you since <laughs> it is only, only true, yeah. only true form. We have to share. Mm, okay. So Sharing here we go. Is caring. So we're going to start off with living with the land. I oh. love that ride. Um, it's great. One time we were, me and my uh, in-laws, we were at Magic well, Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Last episode, you're all about animal, and then now this episode, you're all about magic. It's yeah, like Chris. I have no idea. Do you want to be some ride? <laughs> it's so great. This um, ride, we were just um, we were in the land pavilion, and it has a great smell. By the way, I love that smell. Yeah, and um, now what is the cafe down there? Is that Sunny's? No, Se seasons. No, Se seasons. Or Season? is it? Gar no, it's not Garden Grill. I don't know what it is, but I um, think it's seasons. But we were down there, and we were um, just walking around, and um, actually, no. What happened was we walked in there because we were going to get some food, and get some grub. My daughter was only, I think, eight months old at the time. Oh wow! Okay, it's been a while ago. Yeah, so we went there to go to food and wine. Actually, with my we were me and my wife went with my uh, firstborn, and she was eight months old, um, and so it was me, my wife, my daughter, my mother-in-law, and my mother-in-law's parents. Um, we because my my wife's grandparents live in Florida, so we went there just to go to food and wine for a day. So we just went to Epcot. That was it, and um, we were like, okay, let's stop here. Um, let's get some, we're going to, I think we, I think we had to change my daughter or something. And we're like, man, we're not going to really get in any rides because we're really here to just try some of the food. Sure. And, um, so we're like, man, we're not even going to make it on any rides or anything like that. 
But then we saw Living With The Land and we sat on there and we just took my daughter around. Because at that point, at that age, they, they can actually see a decent dis- distance away now. Okay. Um, so they're fine to be able to like, they can see great. So we took her there and we were blown away. We're like, this is actually really cool. Like it's like a happy accident. Like, oh, let's just sit down. Let's just do this ride. You know, whatever. Yeah, it's just very calm. I mean, like you get to see, like you're essentially in a greenhouse, and you get to see all these cool plants, and like there is some education that's there, but it's very cool. And then you get to see the scientists working and doing everything there. And then it's not just harvesting um, plants, but they have fish in there and stuff like that. And what's nice is all the food they use there, they use in the I think in the same restaurant. Yes. That it's in. Yeah, it's like a full circle de- yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, so it's. I think that ride is really nice. I mean, once, it's once again one of those like family type rides. It is a little bit more educational, but if you want a just simple ride, just because you want to sit down, be in the air conditioning. Well, not really so much air conditioning because it gets kind of warm in there. <laughs> but it's just a very fun, simple ride. Um, I mean, like some of the plants in there are beautiful. It's never some busy, the, so you can always find a spe- uh, seat. Actually, sometimes it can get pretty busy. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I think that I think people have started started to realize more about that ride because i think people are starting to realize like there are because like certain rides like are very long <laughs> like rise of the resistance or flight of passage and so For it's a like reason too because they're amazing because yeah but i'm just saying like that. then some people are like well i still want to go on a ride well let's try let's go on this ride it's a it's a ride and then they realize oh like this is actually really cool this is very interesting and that's what happened with my family so now our my whole family goes on that ride every single time we go to Disney now because it's just a very simple five six minute ride but it's interesting there are a lot of fun things to look at so I liked it a lot I think it's a very good ride and I'd recommend it to anybody who's going to Epcot it's a cool anecdote all right your turn Greg numero cinco number five one two three four five for me it would have to be uh the seas with Nemo and friends now, I've always been a fan of uh, aquatic life and water. Gr- grew up around it, and I've always been a fan of aquariums just because growing up, uh, we didn't really have any other pets uh, just due to allergies, so we ended up getting fish. And uh, I kid you not, at one point in time, we had the full cast of Finding Nemo, and it was pretty awesome. The only thing we were missing was Mount Wanahakalugi. Yes, that's great. And uh, it is a Greg fact, uh, and this one is a- actually a true Greg fact, uh, believe it or not, folks. I know this is uh, mind-blowing right now, a-, a Greg fact. That's actually true. But anyway, uh, yeah, Seas with Nemo and Friends. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, again, it's just a nice ride to just sit down um, and take some weight off of your, your feet. Just relax. And it's a nice, slow-moving ride. And I mean, Finding Nemo is one of my favorite Pixar movies, so you can't really go wrong with that. Um, the song that they play in that ride always gets stuck in my head. The big blue world. Yep, and my favorite part of that ride, actually, is when they're in the EAC with Crush and Squirt. I love the way that they created that. Uh, and sort of incorporated it into the track uh, where you're inside of the EAC with them and it's like IMAX. It's just, it's literally like projections on every screen, on every wall, on even the ceiling. So really, really cool. And that like optical illusion of motion, like you're going faster with the EAC. 
but the one but the thing that that is the kicker for me that I really enjoy is when you get off of that ride you are in the seas you are in a place where you have so many different options to view um, saltwater uh, wildlife uh, in aquariums you have little aquariums on like the first level uh, circular ones that you can see you got seahorses you got tangs you got e lionfish every so often but then you can go upstairs and into more of an observatory area that sort of reminds me of like Jurassic World or something, Jurassic Park. And you can see um, like sharks, stingrays, bigger fish. Uh, and for me, yeah, again, I just love being near aquariums, especially if it's in, in walls all around you. I, I love that feel, that, that blue tinge all around you. Um, it's really cool too because you know Disney makes it of course uh, magical and they have you know rock formations in hidden Mickey's like you know Mickey's uh, silhouette and they have scuba divers every so often and I, I do believe you can sign up for a class to to do you know some scuba diving there in Disney uh, so again at the end of the ride it's it's still a fun time you get to look at some 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 fish and then uh, boom you walk out, you're back in uh, in Future World Epcot. So uh, that is a solid spot for for my Nemo ride at Epcot. Nice, right? I like Two that. great good stories. So, um, actually, I have that at my uh, number four. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I like it. I love it. I, I mean, all the reasons you said. I love the colors. My daughter loves Finding Nemo. Um, um so yeah i mean she just loves it <laughs> she loves everything about it and like whenever we go to an aquarium and she sees one of those clownfish mm -hmm. she's like nemo nemo and she sees one like that looks at door she's like dory she'll come up to me she's like mommy daddy she'll be like daddy or mommy and like look 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 it's nemo it's dory that's cute. Like, and so, like, she um, absolutely loves, she loves seeing fish. Yeah. And, like, the aquarium and all that stuff. So we were down at um, Shed Aquarium in Chicago. And Phenomenal. A, huh? Yeah, it's a it's big great. aquarium. I, lo and so, I love that area. Yeah, my daughter loved it, was just having a ball running around seeing all the fish. So when we go on Finding Nemo, it's, like, all that mixed together. She gets to see Finding Nemo, which she loves, but then she gets all the characters um, and she gets to go into the little kids area where they have like the um, shark head that she yeah. can crawl into and take yes. pictures. So that Very she did that. Yeah, yes. She loved it. Um, her and her, we went la last time we went, we went with my whole extended family, not my extended family, my um, wife's immediate sure. family. Yeah. So, you know, her siblings, their significant others yeah. and their mom and dad. And um, so we all went. So my daughter and her cousin who are only four months apart, um, they were like having a ball running around there looking <laughs> at all the different animals and all the stuff. And I like sure. the aquarium style of it after the ride. It was just like, they did a really good job of taking a ride once again, um, bringing in other things that are like, here's, um, here's real animals that we can take and mix in with a ride that everybody knows they can do good music with it. And then it, essentially put you in a learning experience when you get to the aquarium part afterwards. So I just like that they, they did a very good job with the way they set up that ride and how it would end. And every single time we go there, I love looking at all the animals. I love seeing all the fish and 
it's just super cool. I think they did a great job with it. Yeah, and now it's 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 not like you know a cookie cutter experience like with with the fish. You're you're seeing something new, or you'll see them in a different pattern. Yeah, it's just always something new that I always look forward to going. You know, if I do have some downtime in Epcot. Yeah, I think the one time we were there, I think one of the times we were there, and um, one of the ladies was training a. Uh, a couple dolphins oh nice and so the dolphins were swimming right up to there so my daughter got right up against the glass and was just like blown away by it and that loved it so cool so yeah uh, that would be my number four all right number four for me i would have to say test track believe it or not yeah so it was higher in my list but then they had to go and renovate it they had to update it you know make it a little more futuristic I really did like the crash, the crash test dummy theme of Test Track when it initially um, opened, um, and then you know for the longest time it stayed that way. But I think they um, they adapted it and changed it. And this is what maybe going on six or seven years ago. They you don't lost like something. The, you don't like the new model where you get to build your own car? And... You know, that's cool, but it, it never really seems to work for me. Like, I, I build my car, and then I, you know touch my magic band to that little um, reader before the car and it's like oh it never shows up I'm like whatever so now I've just given up I let my brothers you know create the car for us and like okay whatever so that that was a little bit of a, a of a letdown for me but um, that is really cool it sort of helps the ride like the the waiting go by quicker um, just you know you can shuffled in, in into different uh, rooms but um, Again, I just I just like going fast outside, and again, I think the best time for for you to ride it, um, in my opinion, would be at night. Um, it's when you you c- come shooting out onto the track outside, and you know you you slowly increase up. Well, not slowly actually. You you put the pedal to the metal, and you increase up to you know around sixty five miles an hour. But there was one time where uh we just went on it because it was just you know i think it was like the last fast pass on our last full day there and uh, we got in there uh maybe before you know the illuminations reflections of earth fireworks show started so by the time we um were on the track out outside um you know running around like the exterior the fireworks actually were going off so we actually saw that as we were riding test track and again that was a phenomenal experience it was so cool and yeah you, i mean you're just feeling the wind in your hair you're having a great time and then you're seeing like these amazing fireworks just like pluming out in the night sky you're hearing the music you're hearing the cheers yeah it's it's really awesome at that time you got to time it right though you got to time it right you have to be out uh, your your car has to be on the track like around nine you know 905 um so it it, it does come down to lucky timing and again we weren't planning for that it just happened and we found out that this was a phenomenal time to run to ride test track awesome yeah so i um have um did i do my number four yeah it was Nemo. okay <laughs> yeah yeah no you're used to me going first yeah. now 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 you're going first you're you're taking charge so my number three Ooh, getting into the top three now oh man um, my, I'm, I'm now I'm second guessing myself. Careful, careful. My number three would have to be Frozen. Oh, okay. Not expecting that. 
Yeah, neither was I. I, I actually <laughs> I liked what they did with it because they took the ride that was uh, Maelstrom. Maelstrom. Maelstrom, Maelstrom. And they made it frozen. Now, it's one of those things where everybody's like, for the love of God, stop with the frozen. <laughs> like, I get that. Um, <laughs> Have you seen Frozen 2? We, yeah, we took my daughter to go see it. Um, she loved it, and so like my house has literally Samantha? been frozen for like the past four months. Okay, wow. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> frozen. Well, I mean, it's it's actually been longer than that, but like, oh, I'm sure it's always in the back. <laughs> yeah, it's always one of those there. things where it's like that movie came out in 2013. We thought we were we were rid of it, and now it's like it's six years later, and my daughter is obsessed with it again. I'm like. Oh my goodness! Yep, and it doesn't help that they're you know they they, they released a sequel six well, years yeah, later, and they so made now they brought that back in. Interestingly enough, I preferred Olaf's Frozen Adventure, which was a short, over Frozen Two. Wow, I haven't seen that short. I should I should look into that. It's good. It's it's actually pretty funny. Like Olaf sings a specific song. That, <laughs> um, it <laughs> he essentially tries to figure out people's family traditions. Like, what oh. do people do? All right. Um, and you know, some people say what their traditions are and then some traditions people have. And then Olaf is like, he just says one of the, those things that Olaf would say. It's like, it's funny because only adults get it. So it's like, oh, and what do you do? We hang, you know, we hang the stockings by the fire. And then he's like, that seems, that seems safe. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going through other things. Okay, yeah. and then they're like, "Oh, you know, we clean out the chimney or something for uh, for Saint Nicholas," and then uh, Olaf's like breaking and entering. Okay, on Christmas. <laughs> I know it's really interesting when you think about the traditions and how it started and how it, they evolved. It's... My favorite part of that song, and we'll get back. See, once again, we will get off track. Yep. But my favorite part of that song is when, um, all like one of the ladies is like she makes fruitcakes and she gives it to Olaf and it just he eats it and then it slides right through him <laughs> and he's like oh that went right through me <laughs> I was like yeah literally there you go <laughs> so there was a, there's a lot of like jokes that whatever so what I'm saying is I actually liked what they did with it I think they made the ride very well done there are some things that I'm like eh because it was it was flat faced yes um, I found that figures weird. and then they projected yeah and the projections don't look like they fake they, they don't they don't fit well no yeah it's so like it's, the makeup was off like they just didn't do it that day and just yeah it, it's it it wasn't it, a nice transition so it doesn't really match up and it doesn't look like well like i get why they did it because it's more economical that way but it just didn't look right. well but overall i think like the ride was good like the way they set it up the scenes um the like the big snowman, abominable snowman yeah. thing. I think they did that really well where, you know, he yells, don't come back, and then you fly backwards. Yeah, that was cool. I think that was good. Yeah, I think they, they definitely uh, went down a creative route when they uh, took off Maelstrom and they put in Frozen Ever After. I mean, because it was it was a pre-laid track. So it's, it's like they were limited in what they could do. But I think given what they had, they did a pretty good job with it. I mean... For me, I think it's more, you know, like every every three or four years, maybe I'll, I'll go back and ride it. I, I do like the queue. Like, that's a very nice queue. It's a cute queue. 
as it were. But yeah, very cool. Okay, so you're number three. Ooh, my number three. Well, see this one again. It's getting a little dicey. Um, this could be, th- uh, you know, uh, I was gonna say it was, it was gonna be a throw up. I'm like, nope, nope. It's that's not the right term to say it. Just because it's gonna be a toss up. There, there it is. Toss up. Yes, <laughs> lovely. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Um, uh, but yeah, this this actually might come as a surprise, but it's the Three Caballeros ride from the Mexico Pavilion. <laughs> I don't know why you like this ride. You know, honestly, I don't know either. Uh, it's just one of those things where whenever we would be walking past it, we're like, oh, there's that Mexico Pavilion. You want to do the ride? We're like, yeah, sure. So is, 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 okay, let me ask, okay, I'm going to interrupt you because now I want to ask a serious question. Is the ride itself good or do you put it so high because it's purely nostalgia? It's a little bit of both, actually. Like, it, it is pure nostalgia just because we would always, like, for some reason, my dad was like, hey, guys, let's do the Three Caballeros ride. But when you're sitting down, it's like the less annoying version of Small World, honestly. Because it's, you know, it's celebrating, like, the Day of the Dead, and it's basically Panchito and Jose. Um, they are, yeah, Jose Carioca. Uh, they're trying to find Donaldo, you know, donde esta Donaldo. And then, you know, they're, they're just going through this, this adventure around Mexico. And I really do like, uh, the setup. I like all the different, um, places that they take us. The song is great. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just a roaring good time. You know, you got mariachi band. Um, and again, that when I go, the ride's never busy, so uh, you can always count there on. There might be a it. reason for that. What? <laughs> hey, it, it's a hidden gem because a lot of people are like, "Oh, let's go to that restaurant there. Let, let's go to Cava del Tequila." I'm like, "No, let's go to the Caballeros ride." Speaking of which, Cava del Tequila, freaking expensive. Oh, t- dude, yeah, what is not expensive? There? Did you, oh, get this, get this, get this. I just saw this the other day. Like the the margarita itself is very expensive because mm-hmm. I think it's like pretty all top shelf and there's a lot of stuff in it. Ooh. But um, Neil Patrick Harris has a drink that a margarita that he gets, and they they made the margarita after him. So that's really? on the menu. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay, I'll, I'll have to look look at uh, into that. Yeah, when it was I actually just on a DFB episode. Oh God. DFB, it's been it's been a hot minute since I've watched one of those. Yeah, I think yeah we we've been kind of watching a lot more now. But um, Very in nice. case people don't know, that's the Disney um, food blog. Yes, with with Allie. Yeah, and so you guys can. No, go sorry, AJ. It's not Allie. I was thinking Allie and AJ, that, that yeah. little uh, little girl group in like the mid two thousands. No, at Disney. that's not. It's DJ, isn't it? Huh? Who's the host of DFB? AJ. AJ. Yeah, AJ. AJ from Disney Food Blog. Yep, yeah, AJ. Yep. She has so, a very soothing voice. Very happy-go-lucky. Yeah, so like you guys can check it out on YouTube. We recommend it. Really yes. good. Um, yeah, so going back to what you were saying about yeah. the three Cabaneros. I know. And I think it also, I just love that pavilion uh, just because of the Road to El Dorado. I, I'm reminded of that every time. Isn't that a Disney movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? No, it's not. But a lot of people do confuse it as such. Uh, just because but Elton John, man. Oh, yeah, Elton John, and you have the like the main the main character singing. So why why couldn't it be a Disney movie? Um, but yeah, I mean, fun just, fact though, that actually was a very good movie. Oh, 
uh, yeah, honestly, it's my favorite animated movie. Like, it beats out any Disney. What is... Yeah, I know. I know. Get off of the show. <laughs> I know, I know. I feel so dirty or bad talking about that that like a that makes no sense a dreamworks animated feature is better than you think that movie is better than any disney animated movie not not maybe for the animation but for the story and for the song yeah it's a no way yeah it's my favorite you were so far off i no i'm sorry i think i'm right on man no yes the stars are in position i'm telling you man it's, I love it. When was the last time you watched Rodel Dorado? It was a while ago, but I mm. loved every. I love that movie. I absolutely love that movie. It is you. You can't even put that in the same category as certain Disney movies. Exactly because it's so high up above no, it. No, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm. Are you telling not. me you think that that The Lion King is worse than that movie? Yeah. Well, when it comes to down, I, like I'm literally about to slap the living crap out of you, <laughs> dude. Like if we're having a, like a movie night, and you bring up, okay, Lion King in my left hand, Road to El Dorado in my right. What are you watching? Without hesitation, ten times out of ten, I will say Road to El Dorado. I, I am literally trying to fight back so much rage right now, and that's how this show ended, and Greg was never oh seen again. <laughs> like. If we had a YouTube channel right now, I know, people would I know. See I was like, if you guys could just see Chris and his mental and physical anguish right now, just he is he is doing his best to hold back. I I'm on the opposite side of this table here. I don't think this is this is big enough here. I, just, I can't. I... I know. I know. I'm sorry. This this is probably like the roughest tangent that we've been on, but it's the truth, bro. I I, <laughs> I can't. can't. Just go, just continue. I, I, my brain is just, my brain has just halted. Like, why? Just keep going. I don't with know the what ride. it is, man. It's just, it's just what I think. It's what I know. Okay, keep going with your ride. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, like that was it. Actually, really. I mean, it's just it's, it's my third favorite ride for for all those reasons. <laughs> what is your number two ride? Chris? I can't even think right now. <laughs> Oh wow! Took him for a spin there, folks. <laughs> See, I want to continue, but everything in me wants to just be like, you. <laughs> Can't even finish the sentence. I'm getting so pissed <laughs> right now. Oh, I'm having the time of my life over here, folks. Oh my gosh, I'm like, why don't you just create a Road to El Dorado podcast? You know, I I definitely would. Yeah, you'd have freaking five episodes, and that's it. Yeah. But they would be high quality episodes that would win me whatever what? podcasters Nothing. win. Nothing. No, win all the gold in El Dorado. And then they, that Tushy movie Balba. did not win the any awards. World. It might have won probably, I don't even know if it won best song that year. No, I don't think it did. I don't think it won it's any underrated. awards. Underrated. So in 1999, Tarzan came out. No, sorry, in 2000, that was when Road to El Dorado came out, I think. And uh, for Disney, 2000 was Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove is so much better than that. Nah, beg to differ. That's a great Dude, movie. Dude, Kronk was... The Kronk, the character, was better than all of El Dorado. Oh, gosh. No, you have that bro... You have the bromance of Miguel and Tulio. And don't forget about Altivo. 
Come on. Come on, man. You know it to be true. No, it's not true. There are so many better Disney movies than that movie. No. I just, like, we can what? we can just like do an episode of us just arguing and Chris like trying to form words because he's so angry about me liking El Dorado over every other Disney. This movie. is why we need to create a YouTube channel so people yes. can see my like my my visceral reaction literally to yeah. everything like, that for you the next say. episode. I'm thinking about bringing like maybe just like a glass partition so I can like barricade myself from Chris just in case <laughs> yeah. if I say something that might just trigger like. A Hulk mode in him. Yeah, like that. I don't get you. Like, Sometimes how can I don't you call yourself myself. a Disney fan? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a Disney fan, but I'm also a fan of other, other entertainment. Like, I love Harry Potter a lot. I've read all the books, listened yeah. to the audiobooks sure. hundreds of times, seen all the movies hundreds of times. I am a Harry Potter fan. I've been to Harry Potter World. I have like a wand that I bought from there. I am a fan. Totally on board with it. I would hesitate. I don't. I. There is no way I could say Harry Potter. Any of those movies were better than The Lion King. Wow. There's no possible way I could there say that. Go. Wow. So is Lion King like your favorite beyond favorite movie? It's like your number one. You know, probably. Oh, well, there you go. But no, I just I can't even <laughs> with you right now, dude. I know. Oh my gosh! Speaking the what truth, am I doing? Though. What? 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 <laughs> so I was I was trying to change the subject and ask you what your number two yeah but ride was. My Epcot, brain had you're a like you know what? I just I just can't I just can't right now. My brain is halted. That is what I remember you it, quoting my, verbatim. My brain has halted. <laughs> my brain literally like if if your brain could hit a wall and nothing else happened, that's what just happened. Wow. Okay, so we're on number two. Yes. Okay, so number two for me is test track. Ooh, I love it higher than me. I loved Test Track when it came out. I thought even yeah. with the updates, yeah, and the renovations? I love the update. See, for me, it's one of those things where it once again is educational, in a sense, and it's entertaining. It engages kids, and it's still fun for adults. It's one of those things where kids can mess around with different things, like, oh, these these tires look huge. I want those. <laughs> that has a rocket. I want that on my car. Yeah, the customization's off the chain. Off yeah, the and like not even that. Like you can literally shape, like how the car is aerodynamic, like all these things. Like you can do so much stuff with it, and like it's just fun for kids. And then like me and my family, we try to have like who can do like would we'll, <laughs> we'll do that once which who can have the fastest car, who can have the bulkiest car, mm -hmm. who can get the best gas mileage, who can literally get the worst gas mileage. <laughs> yes. Like yep. one time, I think my wife and my wife and brother-in-law they were on a team together and they were in a car so they literally had negative gas mileage what yeah <laughs> wow yeah it was funny job well done there you go yeah it was Gotta bad give them credit yeah so i mean i love that interaction with that and just like the whole idea of like getting kids the idea of like you know engineering uh, math like trying to think about okay if you want your car to go fast you you know like parents can teach Straight their kids off. like you want your car to be more like so wind can move over it easily if you make it a big box it's not that easy or the idea of like smaller wheels are very good for being able to go faster but they're not the best for handling 
because there's not enough surface space. Bigger wheels give you more traction and you can get over things, but they slow you down a lot more. So like all those things and like I think there's very good. Once again, I think there's just good ways to be able to teach and still have fun doing it and then have the super fast ride. And then it has like all like the jolts and turns and all that stuff. So it's very fun. I liked all that. I loved the test uh, test dummy idea. I actually think the upgrade did better. Really? Yeah, I think it, um, it, 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 it brought you into the ride more, which is now you have a vested interest in at least for kids it's and kind of for you because then you have a vested interest because they take like like the information from i'm sure there's a whole database behind it but like they take the information from the model you made and ran all the and ran numbers with it and then was like okay yeah actually they can take this car that you made versus my car and be like actually your car would be more efficient in here or better with speed and you can literally because then they have the breakdown on who's the fastest today, who's the fastest this week, who's the fastest this month. Right. Or in every single category. So I think that's really cool. So I don't know. And then it eventually it opens up into the Ford. No, it's the Chevy. 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 The Chevy um, show. Chevy show. And I like it actually because, I mean, I'm I'm somewhat of a car guy. I mean, I've been around cars a lot and I like engine. Like, do, like I've been, done stuff with that. So um, that was actually the first place I saw the uh, 2019 model Chevy Traverse. Oh, and that was the four. That was the that was the um, one I was looking at doing, uh, getting at one point. But that's a full size SUV. It's big. It's pretty big. Um, it's very nice. The Chevy Traverse Redline is beautiful. Hmm. Kind of like the Jeep Grand Cherokee Tomahawk. Yeah. All right. So. Those are very very nice cars, but they're more expensive. Go. I would have gotten the uh, the uh, Traverse. I think I'll probably maybe end up looking at that, but I like the Traverse because it has the captain seats in the middle row as well. Mm. Um, and so I don't know. I feel like I'm getting off on a car tangent now. <laughs> it's fine, man. We can roll with it. <laughs> uh, Jungle yeah. Cruise. All right, so that is my number two. What's your number two, Greg? I'm gonna have it go with Spaceship Earth. The, the, the main icon, the park icon for Epcot. Look at this. Another face palm by Chris. I know. I'm just disappointing him left and right this episode. More more so than, than often. So, Or more, more so than usual. Okay, so how is. about this? How about you go to your number two, and then I'll tell you why Spaceship Earth should be your number one. Uh, no. No, because... There's one more ride that's better for me. Okay, so like that's what I'm saying. Go to your number one because now we know number two is Spaceship Earth. Or because you're probably gonna agree with me why you number two, number why oh, Spaceship Earth is good. I'm seeing what you're talking about. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, we can we we can call an audible here. Um, so my number one is Soren around the world. Really? Yes. Yes, I really like being able to. I don't know. Just again, it's usually when I go like. It's late in the day. It's part closing. My feet are just tired. I don't want to walk. Soren is a nice way to end on a high note, literally, because you you get picked up on this glider. And well, the thing is, like, you have to be in the right position for it to like be the best view possible, because you know it's sort of like a concave eye. 
this big screen. And if you're not in row B, the um, middle of B, row B. B two, yeah, like the middle of row B, and like you, you know, like the three different gliders. You're you have to be the middle of the middle, essentially. That's like the perfect. That's a prime spot for you to enjoy soaring to the fullest. It's because everything is, you know, actually, um, like correct proportionally and everything like that. Otherwise, like if you're off to the sides, you're like when you're when you're uh, gliding past the Eiffel Tower, it's like it's like a crescent moon it's like like in a fun house so it, it is it is trippy it is cool but i'm like hey you know try to go for the middle so like row b and glider two uh but i don't know it's just a lot of people um that i've talked to uh, don't like the new version of soren because you know for the longest time it was soren california you yep. know the california adventure and that was awesome of course they had my favorite scent the orange groves there Mm-hmm. Um, but they did take that out um, with with Soren around the world, which I'm a little still a little bit salty about, uh, just because it was such a phenomenal scent. But I I really do like that they brought in different places in the world. You know, like the Taj Mahal, you can uh, you go to Africa, and again, like these smells are on point, and it, it's great. And of course, you have Kronk, you have Patrick Warburton being the guy that like pumps you up for the ride. Uh, so you can't really go wrong with it. And uh, it's in the land, which has another great smell that you're walking into and out of. Yeah, I just say it's an all-around great ride uh, that I always love going to when I'm like just really tired. I could just enjoy. I can slip off my flip-flops or sandals, let my feet dangle, and while I uh, while I while I um, you know travel the globe. Yeah, I mean I like the ride. I just I think it's a huge engineering fail. When you have to sit in this one specific section. True. To get the best experience. True. Yeah. Like if you sit on the outsides, everything bends. It's trippy. It's like a fun house, like I said. It's like a, yeah, it's like a fun house. It's not. So it's like you literally have one column. Yeah. Essentially. And if you're too low, you see the blackness that takes you away. If you're too high, you see like. Okay. So yes, you have essentially two or four seats. Yeah. That are the only good spots out of something that holds what 50 people i don't know it's, but it's the thrill of the chase though it's like trying to get that spot and i've and i haven't obtained it i know but it's a, one of those things where times. yeah but I, I i get that but it's one of those things where it's like four seats out of all of them and then everybody else gets a lesser experience yeah that's just poor engineering and like that's not no, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I think, me, that, I, just, I think, I, just, I, just, I, for some reason, I really just enjoy sitting down and just. You don't need it. You don't need the that attraction to sit down. You can go sit on a bench. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, benches don't allow you to dangle your feet, at least for me. Okay, but what I'm trying to get at is like, I think the concept was great. I think how I think it's all a good idea. I just don't think they executed it well and the fact that you do essentially put the majority of the people sitting on the ride in probably not the best position to potentially um get the best experience that kind of sucks and like so you're taking a ride and experience and essentially saying hey you're gonna get a half-baked experience unless you're in the middle in the middle in this specific row. Yeah. 
No, I, I yeah, definitely see where you're coming from. That so, doesn't change my mind. I know, I know that doesn't change your mind, but to me, that's why I don't even put it in my top five because it's like if you're going to cut out 95% of your group that's sitting on that experience from getting a full experience, then it's not a great ride. So that's just my opinion. And so my, so let's go to number one. There you go. My number one is your number two, two, which was Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Earth. So we can kind of talk about this. I think Spaceship Earth obviously is the symbol of Epcot. Yes. It's, yeah, it's a park icon. Yep. It is a big old golf ball. Exactly. Wrong, Greg. It is not a golf ball. It is a geodesic geodesic sphere. Oh, wow. That's a tongue twister. Yeah, it is. Um, I love it because when you walk up, it's just super cool looking. It, it, it tracks you to it. like um, And I love when you go into it, The it takes you. Well, I mean, you kind of set up some a couple things where they didn't have this in the original, but they've done some upgrades where you can pick, you know, I, I, I don't know, like farm, city, um, relax. Your view or of the future, like what? Yeah, you like what do you do? want? Um, so that meh is to me. Um, I love the story arc and like going through like time. Like the thing that trips me out all the time is like like in the opening scenes when the 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 so the first like so like essentially some of the first human beings are fighting off a woolly mammoth oh sure I'm like dude that is that is intense that is and they like i don't know what it is every single time i see it i'm like freaking a i'm so glad i live right now <laughs> i know just imagine those things just roaming in your backyard yeah dear goodness um so there's that obviously everybody knows rome is burning that oh. smell yes that Alexandria. smell um so and i just like them going through history don't forget to thank the phoenicians huh Thank so, the Phoenicians. Yeah, thank the Phoenicians. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag it. Um, so there's all of that. I like the, um, I don't know. I just like the way they did everything in that ride. They go through the time periods. I mean, I guess the next question is, um, and it's going to be possibly a perpetuating question, is what is the future of that ride? That, that scene, you know what I'm saying? The scene of what the future was. Because when the ride oh, was made. Sure. Essentially, what the future was kind of looked like the 80s. Yeah. Like the 80s view of what the future is. Yeah. So it's like... Where do we go from there? Or what... Or like, yeah, like the very early 90s. What would the the future future look like? Yeah. So they have like clothes from the very, very early 90s or late 80s. And they mix it with what technology was just on the cusp of potentially doing. So I felt like it's very cool. So now the question is, do we... What do you think? Should we go with what we think the future might look like from here? Or do we leave it as, as that future and kind of keep it in that? Well, that's what we that's what they made it like. Let's l- just leave it as nostalgia for reasons. I don't know. I think there's a couple ways they could do it. Yeah, I mean, definitely room for, a, a, you know, uh, just changing it up and renovating it a little bit. I heard rumors here and there. It's like, oh, yeah, they're looking to change up or renovate Spaceship Earth. Um, hasn't started yet, hasn't begun, but um, I think they're more focused on updating and creating more worlds in future world now. So that's going to be something interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, they're spending a lot of money to upgrade stuff. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, but yeah, the the, the, the ride is amazing because always when I see Epcot and when I walk by it, I 
the it just doesn't enter my mind that it's an actual ride it's just like this thing is amazing how can you fit a ride in that and how can you fit everything that they did in it without making it seem cramped you know and then i was looking at just like um engineering models of spaceship earth and like where the track goes and how and where you, it, it, it is amazing what they can do and how they can hide it so well in this like you said geodesic sphere so i'm saying that correctly um <laughs> But, uh, and also, I love the kind of shadows and light that gets played off of the Epcot ball at night. It has that nice... Looks beautiful, man. Yeah, I like that, that purple and blue going on. Oh, Yeah, purple, blue, pinks. It's great. It is great. And then I know in the past, they've, they've uh, sort of had fun with it, and they projected a Mike Wazowski, like his, <laughs> his head or his face fully on Epcot. Did the trick. It looks like a giant Mike Wazowski. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's always cool to see uh, what, what they're coming up with next. I remember, though, this was like early 2000s. must have been during Walt's, uh, like the celebration of Walt's 100th birthday. They put like a big old uh, like Mickey um, arm and hand like with a wand on Epcot, on, on the actual ball. Huh. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And that actually turned out to be the first ever Disney pin that I received. Uh, for my mom, and that's like my most cherished Disney pin, which is pretty cool. So, um, I don't know. I think that ride represents what the th- theme of the park is is about. Yeah. So I think that that they they did a great job with that. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much all we got here today, Greg. Oh wow! I mean, I got to tell you, I I had a ball. <laughs> I had a. You're, you're literally trying ball. to what? <laughs> you're literally trying to become the dad jokes of this. Sorry, fine. they just slip out, man. They're so natural. So, um, as we wrap up here, yeah, uh, Greg, where can people find us? Oh, anywhere and everywhere. Uh, uh, we're we're on the gram. Gram it up on Instagram. Uh, it is my underscore Disney underscore addiction underscore podcast. On Twitter, we are at my Disney addicts. That's our handle. And then you can find us also on Facebook, My Disney Addiction Podcast. We try to post as often as possible, you know, just to keep things fresh and keep you guys interested and entertained. Uh, we surely are whenever we post. So make sure you follow us, you, you subscribe, you write reviews for this podcast. It will definitely help us out. So thank you so much for that. Uh, if you are interested in being a part of the My Disney Addiction Podcast experience, we are always looking for new Disney addicts to be featured at the end of every episode. Um, so if you would like to do that, Chris will tell you how. If you email us at mydisneyaddictionpodcast at gmail.com, just let us know your first name, where you're from, and how long you've been a Disney addict. So once again, just record yourself verbally saying it or whatever the case may be, video saying it, just Really quick snippet because we're literally going to take your audio and put it onto the podcast as well. Um, so we definitely want to do that. Um, we, once again, we're going to go over some quick um, news here. Yes. Um, we are going to start creating a YouTube channel here, probably hopefully in March. So we're going to do that YouTube channel. The podcast is still going to be around. We're just going to have that YouTube be another medium mm-hmm. for this podcast in uh, and some other news is we are going to start um, giveaways now. Um, we're going to be doing that once a month. 
and we're going to do a giveaway at the end of March. So the way to be possibly entered for that is to comment on any of the platforms that we have on things that we post on, you know, giving us good ratings, um, you know, gmailing us any, you know, your, the, any of the information that I just mentioned, um, following us, liking us, any of that stuff. We're going to try to make sure that we can, um, get a hold of you and we want to be able to, you know, just interact with everybody who listens to this podcast. We really want to make this about the group and we just want to give back to people who are supporting us and liking us. So we just want to do some fun giveaways and they're going to be fun things. They're going to be t-shirts, pin collections, coffee mugs, uh, maybe some stuffed animals, whatever the case is. We just want to have some fun with it and just be able to give you guys some more things so you keep your Disney addiction going. Yes. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm I'm a huge collector in general, but I I do always appreciate a good Disney uh, piece of memorabilia. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that too and also look forward to our future podcast to, um, you know, be uh, able to to win our giveaways. And then also one more announcement is that in March we're going to be starting an overarching series on Marvel and the Marvel movies. And the way we're going to structure it is we're going to do phase one. Then we're going to break for a different small series. So, you know, it's not going to be Marvel heavy for like 20 weeks. It's going to be phase one. Go to something else that we'll talk about for a bit, for a few day, a few uh, weeks, and then we're gonna jump back to the next phase. You know, go to another few small series, go to the next phase, so things like that. So that, so Marvel is we're gonna talk about all the movies that have come out through the first four phases, and that'll be overarching this year. And we're gonna sprinkle other things in there as well. Just a little dash of Disney magic here and there, something oh. different. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Greg. So why don't we wrap on up? Do you have a quote for us for the I end think, of this episode? I think I do. Do you happen to have one as well? Nope. I'm relying <laughs> on you to do that because you... All right, man. You don't get the, worry. You always get the good ones, man. Thank you. Well, I, I try. I try. See, the key is... I tend ex- to go for the funny ones. <laughs> right, yeah. The, the key is execution, though. You got to say it well with gravitas. So we'll see. So this one, um, I think, is very, very relevant to the park that we talked about today as well as... Uh, what we're planning on doing with, with with this podcast moving forward. So this one is said by Walt Disney again, uh, we, and it is, we keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. So I think Boom, that was really cool. dude, I liked that one. Right? Oh, snap. We should make that a t-shirt. Yes, I am all for that. Yeah, that one really jumped out at me, and I was like, wow, that's really applicable in my in my life too. Oh, one more thing before we um, jump off. Yeah, go for it. About the YouTube channel, we're going to have um, a sub-series in there about Disney foods and cooking. Nom, 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 nom. Yep. So my my sister-in-law is going to be joining in because she's a very good um, baker. And Greg's going to be cooking. I'm going to be cooking. Yes. I'll, I'll be the sous chef to Chris because Chris definitely has some mad skills in, the, in la cuisine. Ooh. So, I mean, <laughs> um, so that subsection is going to be all about what are some Disney foods that are very famous at the parks, restaurants, all that stuff. And we're going to try to recreate those based off of recipes. And we're going to give you our reviews on how they turned out, what are things that we would recommend maybe doing a little bit differently, um, things like that. 
and we just want to make sure that um, you guys knew about that because I know a lot of you love the Disney foods and we want to just, you know, essentially set the groundwork so that way and put bring the bar down a little bit because sometimes people get intimidated like, oh, this is Disney food, I can't do it. If me and my sister-in-law and Greg can do it, you guys can do it. So we just want to make sure that uh, we also have something else fun for you guys to do because we like Disney parks, but we also love food. So there you go. Best of both worlds. Infuse Disney into food. Beautiful combination. Keep wearing those Mickey ears for us, folks. See you next time. That was a Titan Cast episode.